Welcome to the Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus. Our world is full of incomplete solutions, leaving people searching for more. God's only solution for all mankind, for all time, is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Grow in relationship with God, your Heavenly Father, because your purpose is far greater than the day-to-day circumstances of life. Let's join Greg for the Solution Radio Show as he shares from God's Word with us today. The last couple weeks, we've looked at having a new beginning in our life. And uh, last week, we talked a little bit about relationship with God and how that ties into a new beginning. Today, I'd like to look at the imminent return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and how that ties into a new beginning for us. And, and the reason I use the word eminent is because the word eminent literally means likely to occur at any moment. Now, don't worry, I'm not going to predict a day or a time of Christ's return because God's word tells us that no man knows the day or the time that the Lord will return. Only God knows. But the Lord Jesus Christ could return at any moment. Before you take your next breath, he could return. Before this show is over, he could return. The first century church, they anticipated the Lord's return to be at any time. If you have a Bible handy and would like to follow along, we'll start here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, and we'll read here verses 9 and 10, and how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom God raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. There's some tremendous truth in those two verses. Before we look at it in a little more detail, let's read the Phillips translation of 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 9-10. through 10. The Phillips translation says, How you turned from idols to serve the true living God, and how your whole lives now look forward to the coming of his Son from heaven, the Son Jesus, whom God raised from the dead, and who personally delivered us from the judgment which hung over our heads. That's the Phillips translation. The Thessalonian believers in the first century, they were transformed by the living word of God to the end that they turned from idols. And idols are things that anyone might consider to be more important than God and more important than serving the true living God. Well, the Thessalonian believers... They turned from those idols to serve God with all their heart, and they looked forward to the coming of God's Son from heaven, the return of Jesus Christ. Sadly, the church today, for the most part, have lost their anticipation for the Lord's return. Today, most people are waiting for almost anything else other than the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. They're waiting for when they reach a certain age or when they have enough money, or when they have someone who loves them, or when they have that new job, or maybe they're waiting for when they, they finish a class, a school, or, or receive some type of degree, or when they've lost weight, or when they, they might be waiting for death to meet the Lord, or they're waiting for you fill in the blank. It's just waiting and waiting. <laughs> it says the only waiting we're to do in God's word is to wait for the Lord to return. And this waiting, it's a mindset. It's a mind that is fixed on the truth regarding the return of Jesus Christ. It includes patience and trust. 
trusting God that what he has promised, he is able and he is willing to perform, specifically here, to send his son back to gather together the saints in the Lord. And patience, well, patience is not to be anxious or worried. We are to be patient, living life with great anticipation, expecting that at any moment the Lord could return. Philippians, let's look at Philippians chapter 3, uh, verses 20 and 21. For our citizenship is in heaven, from, from where also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. In verse 20 there, it says, we look. That we look literally means that we await eagerly and expectantly. Uh, the J.B. Phillips translation maybe communicates it more clearly. Let's read that one again. Here in Philippians 3, verses 20 and 21, the Phillips translation. We are citizens of heaven. Our outlook goes beyond this world to the hopeful expectation of the Savior who will come from heaven the Lord Jesus Christ. He will remake these wretched bodies of ours to resemble his own glorious body by that power of his, which makes him the master of everything that is. <laughs> what a great translation that is. I am eagerly anticipating the return of Jesus Christ. I am literally expecting it to happen at any moment, and it could. When we live day by day with that expectation, that mindset, our behavior will reflect that belief. The Thessalonian believers, they are a tremendous example to us of ones who literally believed God's word, that what the apostles spoke regarding the return of Jesus Christ was true. First Thessalonians chapter 1, let's look at verse 3. It says here, remembering without ceasing your work of faith or believing and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God our Father. Remembering without ceasing here in this verse is remembering with careful attention and perseverance. And the work of believing, what Paul remembered was their work of believing. And that work of believing was their work proceeding out of the right way of believing, believing God. And it was their work as opposed to another's work. And it is out of that right way of believing. It's work that's not out of fear. It's work that's not out of obligation. It's work that's not looking for man's approval. It's work that proceeds from believing God's word. That's why in the body of Christ, there's no competition amongst believers when God's people are walking in love. Each of us in the body of Christ, each of us are members in particular as God has placed each of us within the body. And it pleases God where you've been placed. Sadly, today in the Christian church, there's a lot of division because of the ego and the pride of, of men. A true leader will serve in humility and love without ego, without an attitude of, look at me and how great I am and look at what I've accomplished. 
Each individual in the church is loved equally by God the Father, and each of us has a purpose in life. It doesn't matter if you're the youngest member or the oldest in the body. Each of you, each of you are valuable beyond measure, and each have works to do which God works within you to do. The Spirit of God is the great director of the heart of his children. We need to continue to look to the Father for our direction, not to men. The Thessalonian believers here, in 1 Thessalonians, where we've read a couple of these verses, they are our great example of what it is to do the work that we are called to do by our Father. And then also in that verse, it says that he remembered their labor of love. And this labor of love is your labor proceeding out of the right manner of love. And this labor is strenuous effort resulting in fatigue. And it's out of the love of God. What would be the opposite of the love of God? Well, we find some of that in the beginning of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, where it tells us what love is not, uh, verses 1 through 3. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, and that word charity is better translated love, have not love, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, verse 2, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all believing so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity or love, it profits me nothing. Wow, without love, all those works amount to no profit for the one doing the work. Your strenuous effort resulting in fatigue, proceeding out of your love for God and your godly love for others, results in great profit, phenomenal profit, not only for you, but for those who are affected by your labor. What a way to live. What a joy. What a life. Day to day for you, for me, is not meaningless with no purpose. We have a loving Heavenly Father that directs our hearts, and in that which He directs, we are to do to the nth degree in love. You might be directed to sit at home and pray. That might be what God works in your heart. You might be directed to stand on a street corner and preach the gospel. You might be directed by the Spirit of God to cook for the local homeless center. Or God might direct you to serve in love in your work location, in your neighborhood, in your family. Wherever you are and whatever you do, it's to be done in love. If you're not sure where to serve, all we need to do is look around and you will see the need. And when you see the need, you just jump right in and you get involved. Do what God directs you to do in your heart and in your life, because it's the Spirit of God that works within you to willing to do of his good pleasure. Always look to the Father. He'll never let you down. He'll take care of you. He'll supply what you need to accomplish that which he works in your heart. We'll continue right after this short break. Uh, please visit our website, thesolutionradioshow.com. Show.com. 
This is the Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus, exploring God's solution for all mankind, for all time, Jesus Christ. Before the break, we were looking at 1 Thessalonians there, chapter 1, and how our labor is to be a labor of love, and that God will work in your heart. Well, continuing still in that verse, it also talks about Paul stating that he remembered the Thessalonians' patience of hope. And that patience of hope, it literally is your patience of the right hope. And what is that right hope? That right hope is the return of Jesus Christ. That's what we're to wait for. That's what our hope is. And this patience, it stands and it doesn't waver no matter what the circumstances, no matter what the words of ridicule from others might be. The patience is demonstrated in our life when we're not swerved from our deliberate purpose and our loyalty to God by even the greatest of trials and sufferings, even if it leads all the way to death. Though I would trust that that would not get to that point. But in some parts of the world it is where people are persecuted for their belief in the Lord Jesus Christ and the one true God, persecuted to the end of death. Well, this patience of hope, it's a steadfast endurance. It's where we're, we're not tossed about by circumstances. Patience and the hope of the return of Jesus Christ is what will help you to keep on doing the work that God has directed you to do. And that work, it proceeds out of the right way of believing with the intense labor that leads to fatigue, but it's still from the love of God. What great reward for you. A good and honest heart that hears the word and keeps it brings forth fruit with patience. True patience stands and withstands in the circumstances of life, no matter what's going on. Now, I'd like to ask a question and and think about the answer to the question. What is your work proceeding out of the right way of believing? In other words, what has God worked in your heart What are the desires of your heart that line up with God's word? What is your work proceeding out of the right way of believing? And another question, what's your labor or strenuous effort that results in fatigue proceeding out of the right manner of love? Each of us are going to have a different work. Each of us are going to have a different labor. But whatever that work is, whatever that labor is, it's to be done out of love in light of our patient hope for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. God has a personal assignment for you. You, you are in the church. You're in the body of Christ. There's no competition. There's no one-upmanship among God's people. There's not to be any ego or pride, and there won't be. Not when we know the uniqueness of each of us as individuals and the identification that we have in Christ. When you're clear on who you are in Christ and what God has done for you, you will see others as the Father sees them. You'll see others as the valuable member of the body of Christ that they are for whom Jesus Christ gave his life. Remember Philippians chapter 2, verses 13 And Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, you know, I probably read those verses, oh gosh, three weeks out of four, uh, just 
amazing verses of Scripture. Well, let's read them again. Philippians 2.13. For it is God which works in you, both to will and to do, of his good pleasure. Wow, what a life that we would live, that we would have when we believe, if we believe, that God works within us to will and to do of his good pleasure. It's God who energizes in you the godly impulse or desire to do his will. And not only that, he energizes your ability to do his good pleasure. Let's read that verse again, but in a different version. In the Amplified Bible, Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. For it is not your strength, but it is God who effectively is at work in you, both to will and to work, that is, strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. Wow. Let me read, I got to read it again. For it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you, both to will and to work. That is, strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. As a child of God, never, never, ever think that your life has no purpose. What has the Father put on your heart? Where has he called you to serve in this world? Your purpose is not only desire to do his will, but to do the work that he's called you to do because he supplies all the resources necessary. Whatever he's worked in you to do, he will supply all that you need to be able to perform that work. What a joy. What a privilege to know that you are intimately involved in the work of God. Now let's tie this into Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained or prepared that you should walk in them. You are God's workmanship. You're his masterpiece, and you are created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Mankind is a three-part being. We're body, soul, and spirit. Of the three, which was created in Christ Jesus? The spirit. The spirit is what was created in Christ Jesus at the new birth. And the new birth is when you confessed Jesus as your Lord, Romans 10, 9, and 10. Confess Jesus as Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead. At that moment in time, you receive the Spirit, Christ within. While the good works that God has prepared for you to walk in and to do and to be successful at are contained in his working within you to will and to do of his good pleasure. Until the Lord returns to gather the church together, as promised by God in his word, you and I are to live our purpose in Christ. Now, you might say, well, I'm really not sure what that is. Well, it's, uh, God's not going to keep it a secret from you, I can assure you of that. Spend some time with God. Spend time with him by reading his word, by meditating on the scripture, the Bible, and in prayer. And really, prayer is just talking to God. 
not talking about a formal memorized prayer. Prayer is sharing your heart with the Father. Express your desire to do his will to him, and then do what you know to do from his word. Have a peaceful heart, be listening, and your daddy, your heavenly father, he'll talk to you. What are the desires of your heart? What is he working within you? It'll be there. Then act. Do as he directs. Speak as he gives you the words to speak. He will supply all that you need. There's just to be no doubt. You just walk out believing, trusting God. And as you walk out in life, as you live, what God has worked in your heart, he will be right there with you. He will never leave you, for he lives within you, for it's Christ in you, the hope of glory, and he will supply all that you need. Really, when you boil it all down, it's really a very simple life. It's living as the Spirit of God directs. And the direction from the Spirit of God will never, never be contrary to the written Word of God. The key is to be obedient and to be humble to the Father and to graciously and lovingly fulfill your calling as God leads. All of this, all of it, is in light of the eminent return of Jesus Christ. For at any moment the trumpet may sound and we're going to meet him in the clouds. Look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Uh, let's... Start in verse 51 here as we come down to the end of the show. It says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, verse 52, In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we which are still alive when the Lord returns shall be changed. For this corruptible, verse 53, must put on incorruption, and this mortal, those that are still alive, must put on immortality. So when this corruptible, those that were dead, shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? Verse 55. Where is the victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Verse 57, but thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 58, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor, that your hard work that results in fatigue is not in vain in the Lord. It's not empty or useless. The Lord's return is eminent. What will we do until the fullness of times when God the Father sends his Son to gather us together unto him? We will do as the Spirit directs. We will make full proof of our ministry of service. We will comfort and encourage others with the word of God. We will do the work of an evangelist proclaiming to all that are willing to listen the love of the Father and his care for the world. We will live life to its fullest for there is great reward throughout all eternity. The Solution Radio Show archives are available at thesolutionradioshow.com, along with resources to encourage and help you in your walk with God. The Solution Radio Show is supported by listeners like you. Make a donation today to join in sustaining God's work at thesolutionradioshow.com. You've been listening to The Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus, and we thank you for joining us today. God bless you. You are God's very best.